Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here, host of the Common Sense Show. Welcome to our guest segment of the show. Thank you so much for being with us. Really, really glad that you're with us. Thank you so much. I mean, we do appreciate the sacrifice you make in time to visit us. And, you know, we are the show that's freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. But we can't do it without your help. So we need you to share these broadcasts. And in particular, we have a really interesting broadcast today with Jamie Walden. And we have him back because we didn't get to our planned primary topic because we started talking about New World Order stuff. And we kind of still are today, but we're going to be really focused on how you can disappear. I tell you, it's a good thing for me to know in my position, how I can become a gray man. And we're going to actually look at that in some depth and detail. But before we join, Jamie, we've got to take care of some business. And we take care of our business up front. And I just want to make sure that you all know, I, I turn down here at the Common Sense Show 90% of all advertising that comes my way. And it's not because people don't bring me nice products, they do, but I want to focus on what's going to do our audience the most good, uh, either now or anticipatory for the future. And one of the things that I want to ask you here real quickly is, what are you going to do when they take away the internet, when they take away cell phone communication? When we go into total lockdown, I expect that to happen. That's typical. When you're subjugating the masses, you take away command and control. That's communications. Well, one option you're going to have left that I've started looking at are sat phones. Are you ready? Are you ready? And I'm looking at these sat phones, and I'm saying, well, let's see. The one, the one I looked at right now, it can't be tracked, can't be traced, can't be stopped. Not any way that I can think of unless you just start knocking down all satellites. Uh, and my greatest fear is this stuff happens and my family is in different parts of a city how will we communicate and I think here I solved the problem you want to solve the problem too find out more by calling 855-980-5830 want to find out more about sat phones and their applicability and I'm paying by the way about a fourth of what I pay for my cell phone 855-980-5830 5830. And along those lines, too, Bill Gates has become the largest owner of farmland in America, and he's dubbed the depopulation king for good reason. Uh, <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? So, ladies and gentlemen, he wants us to eat bugs. I think that's a pretty powerful incentive for you to say, okay, I need to move on storable food. Now, the dollar is in real trouble. I mean, we have burdened it with so much debt, and the IMF is saying we're going off the world reserve currency, and that's the only backing we've ever had for the dollar since 1972. Uh, I think your shelf life for having a viable dollar to purchase storable food, I think it's passing. I think right now is the time to act. I really do. And I'm not saying that for scare tactic. I'm saying that because if you look at my other reports on the dollar, you'll see I'm being very consistent in what I'm saying right here. So um, they have specials at MPS, and you can check them out. Go to preparewithdave.com. I have 25-year shelf life food, lots of variety. And also, too, ladies and gentlemen, they have something I really do appreciate, 2,000 calories per day. In other words, you're not going to go hungry. And, and I just got to say, this is something that's really close to my heart. And the Lord has spoken to me, too, about helping people get prepped. I always say food, water, guns, gold, ammo, medicine, and tools. Natural medicine, that is. And what I'm saying is that's not a complete list, but those are some essentials. And we can help you with the food, and we can do it at a reduced price, but I don't think the time to acquire this is going to be very long. That's my personal feeling. 
go to preparewithdave.com. And then very quickly, ladies and gentlemen, let me just say this. Um, across the board in your preps, I really think time is short. I think the other side is preparing to make their move because we are starting to stand up to their tyranny. And they got to bring in the big guns, so to speak, whether it's a pathogen, which a lot of people like my friend Steve Quayle say, and I happen to agree with him, or it's military action from China and Russia. I mean, choose your poison. But I think the time of decision is now. You're either going to be prepped and ready, or you're going to be a victim. And I hope you choose the prepped and ready. Well, Jamie Walden's been with us before a couple of times, and he's an expert on security preparation, and we heard a fantastic report from him the last time he was on with regard to what really happened on January the 6th, and we kind of destroyed a lot of the lies the mainstream media is telling. And I just read a headline today on AOLTimeWarner.com. They said, gee, half of the Republicans believe lies about what happened on January 6th. I love how they phrase things to do their own propaganda, but uh, we're here to shed light on how one can disappear. So Jamie, welcome to the show. And in case someone did not hear our last show, can you give people just kind of a brief rundown of your background and what qualifies you to come on and talk about the kind of topics we're going to talk about today? Hello, Jamie. I think we, did we lose Jamie? Try this. I can hear you now. <laughs> okay, I, I may have accidentally had muted myself. So I was saying, th thanks for having me on again, Dave. You know, as you were saying in the intro, you know, it's very well, unique. I, I thought you were going gray right here <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <just laughs> on the like show. That, right? But anyway, t tell people about your background very quickly, so so they go, okay, this guy knows what he's talking about, and we can jump into the topic. Yeah, awesome. You know, it's it is a burden of mine as well too to ensure that people are adequately prepared. You know, just given my background, um, I, I'll just give a quick rundown of my pedigree, but uh, Marine Corps Infantry did some specialized stuff in there, worked in, uh, got my degree, worked in law enforcement at the federal level, uh, U.S. Marshals, also was a municipal police officer for a while, uh, worked in um, uh, tactical EMS, I was a paramedic, paramedic specialist, worked in tactical EMS, then I uh, transitioned and became a firefighter paramedic and was on a technical rescue team. Um, and a full-time structural firefighter as well as an ALS transport service uh, paramedic as well too. Uh, with that, I was a hazmat technician, I was a rescue technician, I was a rescue boat operator, I was a blah, 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 blah. Wow. It goes on and on wow. and on, right? <laughs> okay, so, so you've seen, you've seen uh, intervention uh, and first responding from all different kinds of angles. That's real yeah, clear. Yeah, and, and, and that's what I spent the majority of the last 20 years really of, of my life doing. And... Uh, you know, and, and also with that, have deployed in internationally and nationally to all kinds of major disaster response, whether it's war-torn regions uh, globally in I, Iraq and in the Levant region to uh, uh, hurricanes or earthquakes or natural disasters like that. Uh, all that to say, you know, that is my having come from that background and knowing and understanding the signs of the times and, and the, the depth of the darkness that's circumventing the whole earth right now. You know, my heart's desire as well, too, is to see those who are in Christ Jesus to be strengthened and equipped for the days ahead. And, and those who don't yet know Christ, that they might be strengthened and equipped so that by the mercy of God, they're given time to repent and come into that saving grace. And so it truly is a burden of mine to to teach and preach and train spiritually, emotionally and physically to build in resiliency, to build strong families, 
to make sure that people are adequately adequately equipped. The reason being is that we got a mission set, Dave. I mean, you and I know that. We got a mission set, and it's not going away just because of, uh, you know, the ebb and flow and, and the machinations of the global Luciferian elite. Our mission set is to is to uh, save the souls of men and see the, the lost be found in Christ Jesus and that uh, that that the powers of darkness would be exposed and, and held to account for what they're doing to work to expose the darkness. All these things are a part of our mission set. And if we're not adequately prepared or if we're snatched up in the first round of of, uh, of purges that are going to be occurring throughout our nation and especially globally, then we can't serve that mission set well at all. And actually we become a liability versus being an asset. So that's why practical, physical preparedness, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, and physically is so unbelievably crucial in this late hour. Well, it, it most certainly is. And, and I'm glad to hear someone who's on our side, and I mean uh, Christ's side, that uh, is taking the lead in this. But the dangers we're facing seem to be mounting up. And let, let me just give you two examples, and we don't need to go down this path, but just two things I've dealt with this morning. Um, the rise of Ebola and the possible bringing it here as a bioweapon, and there's getting to be more and more confirmation of this. And number two, um, the dangers of the vaccine, the vaccines, I should say, plural, and uh, there's some disagreement on how bad the dangers are, but I'd say death is pretty bad, and we've seen a lot of that. So we're, we're going down a path now where we're being endangered uh, by people who are supposed to protect us. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why all this comes into account, because, you know, we have this, this, this multidimensional reality of the things that are taking place right now which re does require us to have, have a high operating degree of prudence, right, and shrewdness and, and, a, and a thorough and accurate threat assessment to the reality of what's going on because it's, it's not only coming at us through the, through the uh, medical legal aspect of things, it's coming at us through the governmental aspects, the legislative stuff, but it's also in the forthcoming purges in the shutdown of the ability for those who do have a stance and opposition to the official governmental Luciferian narrative, anybody who's in opposition to that, they are coming through this quote unquote guise of a cancel culture to shut you down. So this is why the physical preparedness and even this whole tactical, practical mindset of being a gray man is so critical because they are coming at you financially, socially, politically, economically, they're weaponizing the DOJ, they're weaponizing the IRS, they're weaponizing even your neighbors against you, right? So this is, gets into those aspects of like, the, why this gray man concept, which we'll, we'll get into, just laying the groundwork for it, why it's so important. You have in the law enforcement community, you know, we talked about this a little bit last time with the CLEAR Act in California, that, that Accountability Reform Act, uh, uh, Assembly Bill 655 that they're passing where they're trying to purge law enforcement of anybody with who's pro-marriage, pro pro-life, pro-science, pro-biology, pro-truth, pro-logic, pro-goodness, pro-anything pro that's positive they're trying to purge the, the, the law enforcement of. At the same exact time, you have this same very Nazi-esque purge occurring within the military. Just like Hitler utilized and weaponized the SS and the SD and the Gestapo to go against the SA, who were the established conservatives of Germany at that time, 
and and against any German critics, he weaponized them to actually go and purge them. This same thing is happening in our U.S. military right now as well, too, through the Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin and what he's doing. So why all this matters is because this concept of of a gray man digitally more than anything as we're speaking about this we're talking about more importantly than ever is to become a digital gray man we have to reduce our digital footprint because these systems are in place through the nsa and their threat fusion centers spread out across the nation there's eight of them and this this ai algorithmic type of of information metadata gathering that they're doing through Facebook and Google and all these other sources, they are actually compiling, have past tense compiled dossiers on every single American, every single, almost every single uh, human on the face of the globe right now for what they know is coming, what they're foreshadowing is coming, which is is the wholesale slaughter and purge of anybody who's going to stand against the the machinations of the Luciferian elite to roll out their new golden age of the gods that they want to bring onto the spear. So that's why all this is so critical to lay the framework for why and how do we actually start reducing our footprint and acting as gray men in hostile territory so that we can rightly carry forward our mission set. Yeah, don't have a website called The Common Sense Show. <laughs> that would probably yeah. be the first thing. Yeah, um, or, or don't don't be a guy named Jamie Walden. That's mission set is to strengthen and equip Christians for the days ahead. Oh, I hear you. Um, but you know what? It's our calling, Jamie. You know, I, we both know what we're talking about here, and I'm sure a lot of people do. But it's what yeah, I've been led you, you to do. Yeah, and you know what's interesting, Dave? On a side note, is that that there are people that are waking up. So hey, you know, be encouraged. Don't don't let don't let things overwhelm you with the doom and gloom. The whole thing is to be strengthened and encouraged, right? And one of the greatest antidotes to fear is knowledge. It's knowing and understanding the reality of what's going around you, knowing and understanding the tactics and strategies and the playbook of the powers of darkness, but also knowing and understanding your true and better weapons of warfare spiritually, emotionally, and physically for those who are in Christ Jesus, and knowing and understanding our tactics, strategies, and what we have afforded to us. So, you know, we, we've been going around, me and several other brothers, and we have pastors all over the country bringing us in to teach their, their churches, to teach and train them family emergency preparedness and resiliency. So we go in there and they actually, we put on these eight hour courses or these two day courses where we go through everything from food and water preparation to communications and, and emergency technologies and, and how to operate in high risk environments and, and building strong families and resilient families, creating networks, uh, mobility operations, everything from operating out of your vehicles. I mean, we cover a wide gamut of information and there are, are good shepherds all across the nation that are saying, oh my goodness, I can read the handwriting on the wall. I'm no fool. Will you come teach me and my flock how to adequately prepare for uh, times of emergency so that we can be an asset? And again, remember, this doesn't, it's not just about societal collapse and, and governmental tyrannical intrusions. This could be something so simple as uh, the sucker punch that Texas got, right? Or, or what's going on in Tampa Bay right now in Florida with the, with all the uh, the radioactive type of materials being dumped into their bay and that's gonna that's gonna destroy aspects of the economy. If you weren't adequately pre prepared for these things, you not only are gonna succumb to to your own fears and 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 whatever the the wanton fallout from from just being ill equipped, but you're actually gonna become a liability on those around you. 
So the reason why practical preparedness and a tactical mindset is necessary is so that you can be an asset, so that you can be a servant, so that you can undergird other people, so that you can hold out the word of life if you are in Christ Jesus to those who are dying around you. Like we're not to be those who are unhinged. The world around you is supposed to be unhinged. We have the playbook. We win, they lose. So when we operate out from that mindset, we can actually know how to continue to advance the kingdom, continue to advance truth, continue to advance rightness and righteousness and justice and goodness, no matter how perverse and dark the world around us wants to be, right? Well, you just said a mouthful. You really did. Um, there are a lot of people, though, that I interact with, and I'll kind of paraphrase what I think their reaction would be. Jamie has all these wonderful credentials and life experience. I mean, this is second nature for him. I know nothing. Therefore, I'm probably just going to have to sit here and take my medicine. What would you say to that person? Yeah, that's interesting, Dave. I mean, that's a good point because I hear that everywhere and they hear a guy like me talk and they go, yeah, easy for him to say, you know, and, and so they, so they automatically, when I start speaking, they divorce from how relevant and applicable it is to anybody. And this is irregardless of your state in life, irregardless of your infirmities, irregardless of your lot, irregardless of your of your past experiences or woundings or failures or, or skill sets. Or, it's irregardless because we know and understand that, that, and again, I'm always speaking through a biblical worldview, through a biblical worldview that that those who are in Christ, we are, we do have a security and a confidence and we are afforded assurances that go far beyond what our physical limitations or past experiences represent, right? So, so for anybody out there who, who maybe is like, this is unfamiliar to me, it kind of creates maybe some chaos in my spirit. I feel some fear and anxiety, even learning about this stuff all the time or hearing about it because I feel so utterly inadequate. Listen, you're not inadequate. If you have 10 cans of food on your shelf, that's more than the guy next to you in the house next to you. You just for the next 10 days after a disaster or after an emergency situation ensured that you are going to be an asset to the people around you and not a liability. Is that That's something everybody could do, right? The fact that you have clean, drinkable water on hand just ensured that you are not a liability to your family members or to the people around you because you're not getting sick with dysentery and you're not dehydrated and needed medical attention. You just very simply and basically became an asset and not a liability. And so when, when you break it down into the simplicity of practical preparation, these things aren't outside of your reach. They're not, they're not very big existential hardcore training, train, 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 train skill sets. It's basic logic and prudence. And at the, at the end of the day, that's what all of practical preparedness is. Even a, even a gray man tactical mindset is centered around prudence. And each one of us has an innate uh, baseline of prudence within us. That's why you're listening to this show, right? There, there's already an operating degree of prudence if you're listening to Dave's show. So, you know, I would say just quell your fears, you know, take it easy, right? We're good to go. Two thumbs up in the air. I'm doing it right now. You're good to go. Everything is going to be all right. A posture of quiet confidence will do more for you than having 10 years of storable food, but not even having the ability to prepare it, right? Your, your, 
your confidence and your emotional resiliency and your emotional strength and your ability to be a calm, cool, collected voice in an emergency situation does more to sustain people and to, and to engender survivability than all the cool gadgets in the world you could ever throw money at. So at the end of the day, that's what it's about. Well, I think a lot of it, too, depends on the nature of the threat. Like a natural disaster is going to evoke different responses from people than, say, all of a sudden the government says, okay, that's it, we're shutting everything down, we're shutting you down, kind of like what they did last year with the pandemic, only martial law and steroids. That's a whole different mindset. Yep, absolutely. And again, that's why that's why the preparedness aspect is such a big deal. You know, basic, I say basic family emergency preparedness is kind of how we coin it because it does has to it has to be accessible and applicable to everybody, not just guys like me, not just a prior military guy, just not some dude that's all outdoorsy and some fitness stud and into primitive survival <laughs> skill sets. Yes. All of that stuff is going to fail you when you need it most. But what does have value is having a resilient mindset and having basic emergency preparedness skill sets. So even like talking about the, the, the lockdown, the future lockdowns, right? This is why there has to be resiliency even built in economically. You, you were just talking, Dave, as you did your intro about the devaluation of the dollar. They have, I mean, the trends forecasters have absolutely single-handedly say that this year alone, your dollar is gonna be devalued by 20%. Now listen, there's only two cents left on the dollar for it to be devalued. It's been devalued 98% since uh, the Bretton Woods Agreement it's already been devalued. You, you, you have two cents left on the dollar, and they're telling you this year it's going to be devalued by another 20%. Okay, listen, this, this should engender in you an, an action step, right? Economic resiliency. I know everybody's getting their corona hush money right now. <laughs> Rather than spending that on something frivolous, instantly convert it to something tangible. Listen, if you have friends or families or a network of people, see, this is practical preparedness. You go, I don't know how to grow my own food. I don't have food independence and food resiliency. That's a, that's a critical vulnerability in my reality. I wish I knew how to grow food. Well, you probably know somebody who does. How about as part of your stimulus check, you actually say, listen, I know you have a skid steer or a small tractor. Can I buy an implement for that, an attachment for your skid steer or for your tractor that will help you produce food better. I want to be, I want to be a part of a network with you. I don't know how to do that, but I do know how to sew. I do have a medical background. I do know how to weld. I do have a mechanics background. I've been a carpenter for umpteen years. I am a prayer warrior. I can be an asset for you because I can pray like no other. And 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 the Lord's gifted me to do that. So. This is where this practical preparedness, you realize that it is accessible to everybody. We just need to be prudent in the way that we approach it. Um, so what's the manner of approach? Let, 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 let's, let's take um, the lockdown from last year as kind of a model to work from. Okay, so there's a pandemic loose, so-called, and we're gonna stop the curve. You can't work. You can't go out of your home. Um, you can call for emergency help. We're going to shut down communications because too many fake rumors are going around. So I've kind of laid out a scenario. What's it going to look like for people that are going to adjust to that kind of lockdown? Yeah, and 
that I mean that's a great scenario because not only have you and and other people Steve included been warning that that's what's going to be coming for several decades then when it arrived it still caught people off guard which it shouldn't have a guy like me I've been listening to you guys for 13 years and was at my at my very low income level slowly but practically preparing knowing that that was going to come so actually when it occurred last year nothing in my reality changed in fact I had already had reduced my footprint and built in economic resiliency and food resiliency in these things so when that occurred nothing changed um, you were talking off air in your intro about about the the necessity of, of having communications communications is your number one force multiplier besides having a network and, and having a body of people uh, you know a, a group of people or or friends or family members that are of a like mind um, your communications are critical they are absolutely going to shut down the communications. They're doing it in the military, they're doing it in the law enforcement, and they're slowly but surely through these cancel culture edicts doing it to you while you're unaware. Uh, so the main, your, your normal platforms or your normal means of communication are going to be shutting down. So again, prudence would see, a wise man foresees danger coming and plans accordingly, but a fool goes on and suffers for it, that's Proverbs, right? Uh, that that I need a, a means to be able to communicate effectively without being shut down. So there's several ways that you can do that. One is true end-to-end -end encrypted communications, which satellite phones are a type of end-to-end -end communications. If it's good enough for the soldiers on the battlefield to be able to pass secure information, it's gonna be good enough for you. Uh, one of the unique things about satellite communications is that because these these companies these sat phone providers or these service providers they actually piggyback off of other satellites you don't just launch your own satellite in the space right all these different companies and all these different aspects of infrastructure from military intelligence economic passing of information corporate security and corporate our se espionage security type operations all these things are piggybacking off of satellites they're not going to pull the satellites down from the sky right so that affords you a certain degree of resilience communications-wise if you want to operate off of a SAP phone. But that means that you need to ensure that somebody else in your network has a SAP phone or that you create a network across the nation and globally, which I know that Steve's trying to, Steve Quayle's trying to build in a framework right now with the Galileo program to be able to access information even if the government were to cut your communication. Yeah, I'm working on that too. Oh, awesome. Yeah, awesome. I've, yeah, I've I'm, jumped I'm into really that. Fact, actually, Steve brought me into it. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Yeah. That's good. That's good stuff, man, because I, I know being on the battlefield that when like we're we're highly trained and equipped, right? You take away our radios. We're nothing. As a police officer, we we have the ability to handle a lot of situations. You take away our, our radios. We have nothing. As a on, on a fire scene on a fire ground with a major structure fire or any other type of, of disaster, you know, where extrication is required, or you know, it's a technical rescue type of situation, you take away our communications. We cannot coordinate. People die. Same. It's 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 what is central to everything. Communication is your utmost force multiplier. If you cannot invest in anything else i would say communications is number one because communications gets you access to help for food or for water 
or for medical attention or to be able to move out of a disaster area or a danger zone or a city lockdown and get somewhere where there's some breathing room, right? Communications actually gives you access to a lot of the things maybe you 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 are uh, you can't afford at this time. So, you know, sorry, I could talk about that forever, but no, I, this is what we need to be hearing, and people need to hear this. Uh, Steve's selling point with me was very quick. He very quickly got to the notion that eight percent coverage for cell phones, basically a hundred percent for sat phones. And my greatest fear is, like I said earlier on, my family is in different parts of a city. How do we reunite for mutual protection and safety? If, yep. a, if a crisis hit, they're not going to give us a warning when they when they lock it down. It's it's huge. It's everything. So so even if if your if your vehicle goes down, you and now you just lost your mobility, you need to be able to access other mobility, which is what a sat phone is going to afford you. So, you know, this isn't a sat phone plug. This is a this is a basic emergency preparedness plug is what it's centered on. Yeah, it's exactly. a big deal. You know, I, I even go into on a side note, speaking about uh, the, the different significant intrusions is is the ability to know and understand how to use burner phones. Right. And prepaid prepaid credit cards so that your buying and spending habits are being traced. And this all this is a part of going gray, man. Uh, make sure you have multiple RFID blocking uh, pockets, you know, for your sat phones and everything else. Every, or, I mean, not for your sat phone, for your cell phone. Every single aspect of the control mechanisms of the Luciferian Elite is single-handedly centered on your cell phone. I, and, and it's my... And it's my belief that every single aspect of the encroaching beast system, you know, the prophetic beast system all throughout scripture from Daniel and Jeremiah and Isaiah and the Psalms on through the Revelation and Matthew 24, Luke 21, Mark 13, all this stuff is it is absolutely single handedly centered on your cell phone that's in your pocket 24 seven. It's a good point, because I want to bridge that into another question here. Um, what, what I, by the way, too, I want to reinforce what you've said. Um, I know John Moore. I used to broadcast with him, and and uh, I've interviewed him a bunch of times. Former decorated Green Beret, and I asked John. I said, "What was your scariest experience in combat?" He goes, "When we lost communication." Just always. exactly what you said, word yep, for word. It, it always is, and and given the different disciplines that I've that I've, you know, been blessed to be a part of. Um, the loss of comms and every single one of those disciplines was it, it's a horrifying moment when when you lose your communications I know speaking offhand, you know Gary uh, Gary Haven a good friend of mine um, He was he inserted me into a remote area of Haiti so I could provide medical support uh, During after the aftermath of Hurricane Matthew, so he inserted me on his private airplane drops me off uh, you know, they push a half pallet of long-term storable food outside of the airplane. I'm kind of on my own. I have a sat phone. He gave me a sat phone before I got off. I go out there and start patrolling the landscape, looking for people to help. If I had not had that sat phone on me, I don't, I don't know. It's speculation, but I could have been in, in deep crap out there and up to and including the loss of my life because I had all the food in the world. I actually had, I had all kinds of other techie techy assets and solar panels and all this stuff out there. And, and I have the skill set to back up what I was out there doing. But guess what? 
until I got boots on the ground, I didn't realize that every single fresh water source in the region had been poisoned by the tidal surge from the hurricane, and it was all poisoned with salt water. There was no fresh water. I could not even prepare the long-term food that I had with me. If I hadn't had cliff bars and, and some beef jerky in my backpack and a sat phone, I probably would have uh, succumbed to dehydration out there and wouldn't have been able to, to, to get extracted. So that sat phone single-handedly saved my life five days later than when uh, when Gary was able to come at the appropriate time and pull me out of the region. Yeah, I know Gary. I interviewed him about those operations a lot. We centered a lot on what he and Joe Biggs did, but um, it was a fantastic operation, and, and um, it's really interesting and gratifying to hear that you were part of that because that was a humanitarian disaster, no thanks to the Clintons. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I was actually providing uh, security for Joe when he came in. So we okay. kind of had like a multifaceted thing we were doing over there. So, yep. Fantastic. Um, the the whole scenario, though, uh, about hiding, because to me, if I had warning that something was coming down, I would be wise to go into hiding. But let me just give you kind of a little s small laundry list from what little I've learned from interviews through the years. Number one, you can't take your cell phone with you. Number two, when you go to someone's place, it has to be a place you've never been to before. And you can't go in your own vehicle because it could be tracked. And that uh, they can't have their cell phones. They can only have burner phones because the voice recognition would pick you up. In other words, if you're talking and even the phone's off, um, AI would do the voice print and say, oh, that's where he's at. Go get him. How accurate am I? Uh, you're dead on. And so and so with that, that's a good lead and we can transition into more about, you know, attacking, talking practically about what it looks like to go gray man. And just for the listeners out there, when we talk about going gray man, we're just talking about reducing your front, your, your footprint, right? You're gray. You're neither black, you're, you're neither white, but you blend in. And so this, again, takes a degree of it takes uh, uh, prudence and it takes infrastructure and planning and logistics ahead of time. Um, we talked about this a little bit. We touched on it last time we were on the air about being in 1939 Germany. And we know what comes what next, right? 1940s is what comes next in Germany. And so this this requires proper preparation. You know, in the Marine Corps, we had the seven P's is proper, pri proper prior preparation prevents piss poor performance. Correct. So we need to have the seven P's applied to even our lives. Just as general, I mean, this this should tell you the the signs of the times. Just to be a general operating American who believes in freedom, who believes in the right to life, who believes in 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 the biblical uh, 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 biblical worldview of marriage and of goodness and of rightness and of justice and all these things. Just because you believe in those things, you now have a target on you digitally, and they are gonna come for you one day. That's not fear mongering. It's just a reality. Read the, read the word, right? Um, so that's why it does take the logistics and the infrastructure that we're talking about right now. Going gray man looks like get off of social media. Listen, you are not changing anybody's paradigm by being a meme master on your social media. You're not changing anybody's paradigm by having the decals of every patriot movement that you support on the back of your car. And you are definitely not leading anybody to salvation because you have a Jesus fish decal on your bumper. Take it off. You need to start thinking practically and tactically. You need to strip down your reality and become a gray man. 
You know, it, that goes from the way you dress to the things you post to the social media to the things you talk about. Generally, we're at a point right now in our nation where most people have have made their decision emphatically. And what we're seeing is a sifting going on. Generally speaking, not always, you are not going to change somebody's pro-vaccination standpoint by telling them all the horrors that we know are actually going on with vaccinations. So stop talking about it publicly, right? That's you praise God that you have been given that understanding of the reality of what where all this stuff leads. Same thing with a lot of the major, you know, rah rah Second Amendment ultra patriotism type of things. I'm not saying you stand down and you acquiesce and you hide and you move in the cowardice. What I am saying though is that you operate with a practical tactical mindset and being prudent and even having a gray man in your speech and in your conduct and in your social media posts and in the things that you want to associate with and be a part of. You know, rather than posting these things online, thinking that you're having some huge impact on your social media networks, how about you shut down your social media account and you show up? How about you show up at the abortion clinic rather than talking about it? And how about you show up at the city council meetings rather than posting things about it online? And how about you show up at these events going around our nation rather than uh, airing your dirty laundry on, on your social media networks? Every single one of those aspects is painting you with a very particular picture, right? So all this concept of, of being a gray man, it is number one, first and foremost, digitally, absolutely single-handedly digitally and secondly it starts moving down even into how you conduct yourself physically on a day-to-day -day basis from what you wear to what you engage in to where you go to when you go and how you go to how you pay are you paying with cash are you paying with a credit card that everything's being being tracked by uh how you have your cell phone on you and when you choose to use your cell phone and down to like what you were saying dave with the burner phones and the, uh, the voice recognition software that's AI al algorithms are using to voice print everybody, you have to start putting into place the, the behavioral changes, the paradigm shift in behavioral changes now, because it's hard. Listen, I suck at it. I, I, this is my reality. And are you kidding me? You could find me in 30 seconds if you want to find me. In fact, the FBI found me within five days of being out there in DC, right? So, so it's, crucial that we start practicing and implementing these things now and we train now for the fight we're not yet in and the fight is going to be your fight for survivability so that you can carry forward your mission set that you've been foreknown for it really is uh, i'm just wondering <laughs> it's almost hopeless to reduce your footprint by very much and let me just share with you why um people are always constantly finding my address or my phone number and I've gone to great lengths to, to obscure it and um, I just wonder is it possible to really disappear yeah I I mean the simple answer to that is no not at all but you can you can reduce it you know if you're if you are using your phone and looking at anything on your phone without a VPN you're wrong if you use your computer daily and you don't have simple things like a VPN on your computer, you're wrong. You know, if, if you're buying and paying for things and you're creating this framework of 
who you are and what you do and what you're into because you use your credit card for everything, you're wrong. So you can actually put into place very basic practical things that start reducing your footprint and at least it makes it more difficult. If you have a social media account, you know, and you're posting things regularly, are you like pages that, that are painting you in a very particular framework? you're wrong. You, you today, you can change that about your digital footprint. So you can't eradicate it, right? We know what's coming with this, with the blockchain. Blockchain technology is going to be at the root of the control of the entire B system. I'm utterly convinced of that. Study it out on your own and you'll come to that same conclusion. The reason for the stimulus in this universal, this this soft rollout of a universal basic income is because it's eventually getting to a new digital currency that's backed by blockchain. The immunity passports and the forced vaccination is, is gonna be block, backed by blockchain. The nanotech being tagged to every single piece of food and everything you ingest in your body from here on out is gonna be backed by blockchain. It's all painting a picture of who you are. So again, we train now for the fight we're not yet in and start building in these these disciplines these gray man disciplines so that we can continue to be effective for as long as is humanly possible yeah that's quite an order quite an order um <laughs> the levels you can disappear really are contingent upon your level of anonymity now is that true Yes, absolutely. And you know, for, for, for guys like us or whatever the case is, like it's a foregone conclusion, right? Like we, we get what our end game is and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But for, for everybody else, for the listeners, like I said at the beginning of, of this interview is, is you got a mission set. And if you're a believer, your mission set is to, is to expose the darkness and see the enemy prisoners of war set free by the gospel of Jesus Christ, right? And if you're not in Christ, like I said, praise God that he's given you mercy that you might come to that understanding and the saving grace of the knowledge that Jesus is who he said he is, right? And so, and so that mission set needs to continue to be advanced. Truth is going to continue to be advanced. This, this um, dark net being cast over the earth is not as ubiquitous as we think. Read the scriptures. The Antichrist has people who he has to make war against. There's nation states that make war against the beast in the beast system. That means not everybody's on board, right? We see that, that those who are beheaded for the message of the cross, that means there's going to be many, many who, who, are in, who are in open resistance to this, to this supernatural tyranny that comes over the face of the earth. So that's why, although it may seem like a, a kind of a, a dire forecasting of, of the reality that we live in, it actually doesn't change anything. It means that now more than ever, quit playing games. Quit building your own earthly kingdom and, and quit pursuing these things that are vain and inane and fruitless. Quit engaging in toxic relationships that are leading you nowhere, right? Quit chasing a dollar that's just gonna be devalued and, and manipulating your little actuary of your, of your uh, supposed future retirement in 12 years from now, that's not gonna be there anyways. And put your head on a swivel, be sober-minded, be vigilant, be proactive, and get engaged in the things going on around you because you have been foreknown for this generation to actually serve it well. 
and to honor the Lord God Almighty, the Holy One of Israel well, and to serve your fellow human beings well, should that be the case, no matter what's going on around you. So it's like, get off of it already and get in the fight. <laughs> I like how you put that. That's That, that caught me off guard there. Get in, <laughs> or get in a fight. <laughs> yeah. Well, the fight's coming. Do you hold in the illusion that you'll be able to disappear if you have no. enough warning? No, not at all. But but that's but that's why um, we we didn't talk about this. I think I started leaning that way, and I always get on tangents. Sorry, that's my brain's all over the place. But um, infrastructure, like I was talking about the 1930s, uh, uh, Germany and European people all across Europe, they saw the handwriting on the wall, and they put the infrastructure in place ahead of time. That means like the ability to create networks to know, hey, Dave Hodges and his family had to flee. But we know because we already have a network that he can come here and refresh for two or three days and then we're gonna move him on to this family. And then we're gonna move him on to this family. And then we're gonna move him on to this family. See, this is this is tangible, practical preparedness. Hey, I'm getting, I have this $7,000 stimmy check and I have this money that's being devalued anyways. Who cares that lumber prices have gone up 500%? I am going to put in XYZ room on my house or underground or underneath my outbuilding because there's companies that do that, right? So I'm going to allocate. I'm going to prepare now for the fight I'm not yet in because I can see what's coming. I'm going to actually stop posting things on Facebook because they're worthless. And the two or three people that actually like my stuff on Facebook but we've never actually met – I'm going to reach out to them and try to build a relationship with them and create a network with them because they seem to be like-minded because we always are liking each other's content. So rather than clicking a like, I'm actually going to physically engage them and prepare because they might need to come to my home or I might need to go to their home or they might know somebody else's area that we can go to. So this logistics and infrastructure needs to be occurring now. So do I think I could ever personally you know, disappear? Absolutely not. However, uh, I mean, apart from, from, from the move of the Lord, like he can absolutely preserve his people. And in fact, what I'm talking about here, putting in place are what many have seen in dreams and visions as being faith havens that the Lord has specifically called them or has shown that he's going to lead them to faith havens across the nation where they will be protected, shielded, and even hidden from the eyes of the enemy. There's been a lot of people that have seen that over the last 30 years. So be encouraged, right? Like be encouraged. And again, the only antidote to fear is knowledge and understanding of these things. Well, it really is. And I think at the end of the day, we need to have like-minded people say, come and get us, but there's going to be a lot of us. How much division do you think there's going to be in the military when the roundups start? Yeah, I think it'll be significant. Here's here's a unique mindset about the military that people don't understand. Okay, I'm going to speak very plainly to this be, because this is the world I've come from. Same thing in law enforcement, same thing in, in any other agencies. You think that there's a lot of, of good, patriotic, constitutional, oath-taking Americans that would never go along with these, these orders, we'll say, with the orders that they're given. I'm telling you, that's not true, okay? I was specifically trained 
to see civilians as a lesser as a lesser being although we had some these these kind of overtones of altruism and patriotism and the greater good what we were actually trained to do more than anything was to serve and act as a warrior culture and we were actually trained to be willing to take down civilians and take them down hard if they stood in opposition to the orders that we were given so the divisions in the military are going to occur and i think they already have occurred but here's what happens generally military and law enforcement i've seen it in both is that the guys who are altruistic who do stand for the right things they actually have no voice whatsoever they have they have no ability to influence whatsoever and so they just retire early and they get out of there that's what always happens they leave and so what you have kind of like what's going on with that house or that assembly bill 655 that's being passed in california is that what you have left standing at the end of the day are all those who will obey every order and all the social engineering that's going on in military and law enforcement no matter what the cost is because that their only desire is to preserve their own families and their own way of life. So they are never going to sacrifice their family for your family. Remember that about the military and remember that about law enforcement. By and large, we're talking in generalities, we're talking the majority, they are never going to surrender their family's welfare for your families. They will always, always follow orders. Always, every time. We, we were we were trained to actually despise and loathe civilians. Yeah, I hear you, and that's why people need to get a plan. Uh, Jamie, we're just about out of time, and I wanted to give you a minute here to talk about how people can follow your good work. Yeah, sure. I You can find me at, at, at omegadynamics.org. That's .org, and, and at least there's a landing page there for myself and, and the ministry. This is actually what I do for a ministry. I preach and teach and speak to to these aspects through a biblical worldview. Um, and, uh, you know, i got a couple other things going in the works right now. You know, I'm a part of, a, a, of an impending uh, um, network TV show with um, Tim Alberino and Gary Haven and stuff awesome. like that. So we've been doing some neat stuff expeditionary like that globally and, and being able to be a part of that unique experience. And then we I teach and preach and train and do emergency family preparedness and try to build strong families emotionally, spiritually, and physically again, like I've been saying, so that we can be an asset to those around us rather than a liability. Uh, what you're doing is invaluable, absolutely, because even in my profile here, I, I've learned some things here that I need to be thinking about doing because if I do decide to go underground, I have a few ideas about what I can do now. Jamie, I want to thank you for being with us. It's always a pleasure to have you on. And anytime you think there's something my audience needs to hear, please reach out to us. Yeah, thanks for having me on again, Dave. I appreciate it. Take care, Jamie.